Hey, what's up everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 177, Drink Until Your Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. That's right, it's 177. How the hell is your weekend going? How the hell was your week? I'm glad to hear it. Actually, my dog died. Uh, sorry to hear about that. I hope you're, you're going to get better. Uh, have a drink with me. Uh, what I'm drinking tonight, this... <laughs> <laughs> this is my level of, this is probably why I'm not a bartender anymore, to be honest with you. My level of bartending is Captain Morgan spiced rum with, what is this shit? Mountain Dew Kickstart Black Cherry. I saw cherry and I was like, all right, rum and cherry. That sounds good. Uh, so hopefully you have something delicious to drink in front of you. Cheers, everybody. And if you couldn't tell by the volume of my voice, I have been boozing already. Um, enjoying my Sunday, you know. Um, and I got to start off with this. I just heard this on the radio. This is from dollarshaveclub.com. This is not an advertisement. Um, peeing in the shower is hygienic and good for the environment. Uh, you can always at me on Twitter, at Drink Until You, if you disagree. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. I don't know how you really disagree on Instagram. You just put a picture with a guy standing there peeing in the shower with a circle and then line through it to say no peeing in the shower. But apparently, Dollar Shave Club, this is big for them. I'm not sure why they're, they're so invested in peeing in the shower. Uh, it says it's more hygienic than peeing in a toilet, which results in a significant amount of splashback. Um, I'm guessing if you're a dude... If you're standing there, uh, on your jeans, on your hands, and even on your face. How the hell does it get on your face? That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, conversely, when peeing in the shower, the running water reduces splashback, dilutes the urine, and sends it straight down the drain before it dries up on the floor. Uh, this is kind of a gross way to start off the podcast, I will admit. <clears throat> I just thought it was interesting. You know you've done it. If you say you've never peed in the shower, I don't believe you. That's just a natural, like, human thing to do. It's like, well, it's already wet. It's already gonna... You, you can wash your ass <laughs> in the shower water, and it goes down the drain, but you won't pee in the shower? What's the difference? Washing your ass is worse. Anyways, um, this is a momentum killer. This is an odd start. <laughs> <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, let's let's keep going with it, though. It's also better for the environment, or at least uh, claim the leaders of Go With The Flow, a campaign that encourages students at the University of East uh, Anglia to go number one while they're... They encourage this? That's so fucking funny. I don't need any encouragement. I've never need, needed any encouragement. I just do it. You know, <clears throat> obviously a bath's different. It has to be the shy. Don't piss in your bath water. Uh, that's disgusting. Anyways, um, so yeah, apparently you're doing the, the environment a service by peeing in the shower, and it's it's more hygienic. No splashback, you know? Or you might get splashback, but you're going to soap up anyway. Unless you pee at the end of your shower, then you're a weirdo. That doesn't make any sense. And it always happens as soon as you get in the shower, right? You hear the water bouncing off the tub, you know. Anyways, um, thank you for that, dollarshaveclub.com. 
I don't know why this is so important, but uh, apparently we're saving the environment. You don't need to be vegan, man. You don't need to you don't need to recycle, man. You just got to pee in the shower every time you do it. You can just feel good about yourself, you know? Um, <clears throat> just know that you're doing something good. Anyways, let's take another drink. Did I already say what I'm drinking? I think I did. It's fucking rum and <laughs> Mountain Dew Kickstart. Dude, I'm like a 12-year-old when it comes to boozing. You know, I just... I, is it sweet? Does it taste sweet? Will it get me drunk and also taste sweet? That's That's basically how, you know, I'm a child that is old enough to drink. Anyways, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. What's up next? Oh, let's do a little sports. Let's run all the women off the podcast real quick. A little bit of sports. Uh, my Texas Rangers just broke. Congratulations, by the way. Just broke a 16-game losing streak by beating the Dodgers like 15-1 to or some crazy shit like that. Um, that does not help the losing streak. Uh, I, I have to imagine at this point, if, if I have any Rangers fans out there, this has got to be the manager's last season. This is uh, uh, terrible. We had a nice little run in the beginning of the season. We, you know, we lost a couple of series. We fought back. We won a couple of series. It was going great. And then we lose 16 in a row and it's just like, dude, what is it going to take? Like... I don't know what strategy we have to employ. If we have to do Moneyball, like the Oakland effing Athletics, then let's do it. If we have to spend money like the the Red Sox and the Yankees just to buy a championship, if we have to cheat like the Astros, let's do it, man. Come on. I'm sick of shitty baseball in Texas. It fucking sucks. And Houston, yes, I'm counting you too. You're shitty baseball in Texas. Um, <clears throat> what else? Let's go NHL. We're moving on. Uh, none of my shit is going according to plan. And I think I have a whole nother round to choose. Um, Golden Knights knocking out the Avalanche. Uh, so it's going to be Golden Knights Canadians in the next round, which is, I'm just so shocked. To see the Canadians this deep in the playoffs. Um, I'm so shocked to see a Canadian team this deep in the playoffs. But I think uh, it had something to do with how they did the divisions this season. It was basically an all-Canadian division. Winnipeg, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa. All the Canadian teams in just a division. So it's it kind of seems like it was set up this way. Not taking anything away from the Canadians. Yes, you did beat the shit out of Winnipeg. Yes, you did come back on Toronto. Um, <clears throat> it feels a little rigged, you know? Uh, that's just me. I don't know how, but something feels off about this. Um, so let's go ahead and pick the next round, and I'm not going off of any games that have been played already. Uh, these are just my honest-to-God picks. Uh, I think I shot 25% in that second round, which is awful. Uh, none of my picks came through. <clears throat> so you got the Islanders and the Lightning. I am high on the Islanders, dude, and I have been since the playoffs started. 
Uh, they've been my one solid pick. I picked Carolina to win the Stanley Cup. They got knocked out by Tampa Bay. Islanders coming out and punching Tampa Bay in the mouth today, two to one. Uh, and that's not the reason I picked them. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the underdog. If you guys have listened before and listened to my sports picks, you know I'm an underdog guy. I want to see the little guy rise up and punch the big guy in the mouth. You know. <clears throat> so I'm going Islanders in this series, and luckily they're up one nothing in the series already. And the Golden Knights, Canadians, I'm going Golden Knights all the way. Dude, the way the Golden Knights just took it uh, from Colorado is just unfucking believable man. And, uh, you know, they were set up with a good team since they, they've started. I, th I don't think they've missed the playoffs since they've been a franchise, which is, you know, good for the NHL. It's good for Las Vegas. You know, things like that. But you kind of got the the pick of the litter whenever you're building your team a little bit. So, you know, <clears throat> that's why you're still so good. You know, it does take coaching and it does take a lot of effort to make it this far in the playoffs. But, dude, I'm going. I am changing. Now that my uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, I say my Carolina Hurricanes, uh, now that the Hurricanes are out of the playoffs, I'm going Golden Knights all the way. Golden Knights all the way. Right, let's go Las Vegas. And speaking of Las Vegas, just to change gears a little bit, one of Floyd Mayweather, poor guy, one of his houses in Las Vegas got broken into. And that's just a tragedy. He's offering $100,000 for someone to find or at least uh, give up information leading to the arrest of the person that broke into his house and basically just stole a bunch of expensive handbags and fucking... I don't know, man. It's some weird shit around that. <clears throat> but uh, he's offering $100,000. So if, if you're out there, if you're in Vegas, you're like, Hey, my buddy, Troy, broke into Floyd Mayweather's house and I didn't tell anybody. You might want to turn him in. You know? Get that $100,000. No. Stitches. Wait. <laughs> Snitches get Stitches. Stitches don't get snitches. That doesn't make any sense. Snitches get stitches, right? You don't rat on your friends. And that's what they always told you, too, when the cop would come to the school in elementary. You know, they're like, your friends won't be there for you. You know, when you get into trouble, your friends won't be there for you. And that is true. That is true. But uh, the rule of the streets, if I may, people of the streets... <laughs> <laughs> the rule of the streets is snitches get stitches, okay? Don't rat out your friend for $100,000. What if you could bail him out? Okay, what if you could bail him out for $20,000 and you still got eighty left over? That might be worth it. That's a scheme right there. You got to think about it. You got to do your numbers, okay? You have to do your numbers and what makes sense for you. Um, anyways, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. All right, and I'm back. I had to take a little break there. Uh, I had the hiccups. <laughs> or as I used to call it when I was a kid, the hiccups. I had the hiccups. Uh, I'm better now. I'm back. And I have something to promote. Do you want to hear it? Not really. All right, you're going to hear it anyway. Uh, three Links Friday, June 25th, my band Cashing In is playing a show 
Uh, we are playing second. We are not going on first, which uh, I'm honestly surprised. Like both of these bands we're playing with have played a lot, uh, a lot more shows than we have. Uh, but apparently we're going on second, which I don't know what time we need to get there. I don't know any of the, the details, but, um, we are playing three links. I do know that much. Friday, June 25th, 2021, uh, show it's, the show is at 8 PM. Uh, that's Dallas, Texas. If you're in the area, uh, come out and see us, come out and have, have a drink with us. Dude, three links is one of the best bars, uh, in Dallas, dude. It's, I just love the way it's set up. I love where the stage is at in reference to, um, the bar. You know, you can just be a bar fly. You can sit at the bar, have your little drink, and, uh, you know, just watch the show. Dude, I've seen so many shows there. Uh, Friday's Foolery, by the way. Uh, one of my most loved Dallas bands. They do so much funk and, like, soul. Uh, they play every Tuesday nights. They're kind of like a house band at Three Links. Uh, I, I, more than I recommend seeing us, I recommend going down there on a Tuesday because it'll make your fucking night, dude. It'll make your week. Um, it's, it's just a good time. Everybody dancing, singing, having a good time. And I remember one time I actually sent Friday's Foolery a request. They did a Coldplay song once upon a time. And, uh, I fuck, I fell in love with it, dude. And I sent them a message, and I was like, hey, I'll be there on this date. Would you guys mind playing Coldplay? I was that guy. I was that fucking guy. And sure enough, dude, sure enough, they did it. They played the Coldplay song that night I was there, and I was so happy, you know, having my drinks, enjoying myself. Uh, Three Links is is just the shit. That's probably my favorite bar in Dallas. Uh, Club Dada, close second. Um... I would say Liquid Lounge, but, you know. <laughs> Liquid Lounge is just nostalgic for me. That's that's all there is to it. But uh, anyways, yeah, like I said, come see us in Speed Dealer, Friday, June 25th, 2021. Three links, Dallas, Texas. Show starts at 8. Regular price for tickets is $15. Uh, come out, have a drink with us. Cheers, everybody. All right, now we're going to do some drink recommendations. Ba 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 da ba ba da ba ba da ba 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 da ba ba da ba ba da. This is the French 75. I haven't done this one in a little bit. Uh what you're going to need for it is 2 ounces London dry gin. All right, mate. Uh that was terrible. I'm sorry about that. Uh 1 teaspoon super fine sugar, super fine. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, a half ounce lemon juice. Uh, five ounces Brut Champagne. Brut Champagne, I will say this until I'm blue in the face. Brut Champagne is the best champagne, dude. Uh, so good. Such good flavor. Anyways, here's how the hell you make it. Shake gin, sugar, and lemon juice well with cracked ice and a chilled cocktail shaker. Strain into Collins glass, half full or cracked ice, of cracked ice, excuse me. Top off with your Brut Champagne. That is the French 75. This is all from Esquire.com. They gave me 15 cocktail recipes uh, to choose from. Hey, this one looks fun. Uh, just because I don't know how to say it. Number 13 is the Boulevardier. Um, the ingredients are going to be one and a half ounce bourbon or rye whiskey, 
three fourths ounce Campari, three fourths ounce sweet vermouth. Uh, here's how the hell you make it: stir ingredients with ice in a mixing glass until chilled. Strain into a coupe glass. Garnish with an orange twist. That is the Boulevardier uh, from Esquire.com. Let's look for another one. Bloody Mary. We don't want to do that, do we? Uh, Gimlet. That's one we don't know. That one's too short. Moscow Mule. Okay, I did see a Moscow Mule the other day on the bar. And I'm not a huge fan of ginger, but it did kind of make my mouth water. I was like, you know what? I haven't had a Moscow Mule in a long time. So let's go ahead and dive in. Here's what you're going to need. Two ounces vodka, four to six ounces ginger beer, half an ounce lime juice. Here's how the hell you make it. Squeeze lime juice into Moscow Mule mug, which is the copper one. Uh, usually it has like that little, you know, it's like hammered out. It has the dents in it. Uh, then drop in spent shell. Add two to three ice cubes and vodka, then fill with ginger beer. That is the Moscow Mule. You know what? I'm feeling in a good mood right now. Let's go ahead and do this other one. It's a spritz. It's a spritz for the summer, so it's refreshing. Uh, this is the Aperol, A-P-E-R-O-L, Aperol Spritz. <laughs> That's my best pronunciation of it. Uh, you're going to need two ounces Aperol. You're going to keep making me say it. Three ounces Prosecco, two ounces club soda, and some orange slices. Here's how the hell you make it. Uh, build Aperol. Prosecco and club soda and a wine glass over ice. What do you mean build? Come on, man. That's a little extreme. That's an extreme way to describe pouring something into a cup. You gotta build it? Really? <laughs> it's like this fucking... You know what? <clears throat> I will say, since we're in the middle of the drink recommendations, there's something that bugs me about booze advertisements. I hear them all the time on YouTube. What did the one guy say? He said, uh, we made this wine, it is modeled after such and such and such, and it's bold and approachable. What do you mean approachable? What the fuck does that mean, it's approachable? I've never walked up to a, a wall of wine and been like, I don't know, that one's kind of scared me a little bit. I'm a little scared of that. Approachable? You don't, you, I, I hate these words. You, you gotta build it, build Aspiral. Aperol, I'm sorry, I put an S in there. Aperol, Prosecco, and a club soda, and club soda, and a wine glass over ice. What do you mean build? You're not building anything. There's no screws. There's no tools. This shit just drives me crazy. F Ugh. Approachable. This wine is so approachable. Well, all wines are fucking approachable. I've never been scared of a wine in my life. You know? <laughs> It's never pointed a gun at me once. Uh, anyways, now that I shit all, all over this last drink recommendation, the Aperol Spritz, that's how the hell you make it. As always, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a fucking lift. Don't be an idiot. Just stay where you're at. Just be safe. Um, don't drink and drive. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. I love how I'm judging this this Aperol and all these, you know, the way they advertise. And I'm sitting here, I'm drinking rum and fucking Mountain Dew. Who am I? Who are you, Chris, to judge someone else? <laughs> You're drinking like as if you were 12 years old. Uh, and you don't know what else to mix. 
<laughs> it's not that. It's not that I don't know what to mix. It's just I'm too fucking lazy. I don't want to get all the proportions right. Just give me something that tastes good, right? Anyways, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. All right, everybody. I've been doing these uh, these videos on YouTube, man. I've been watching these videos. I don't know what my fascination is lately with like meteors and asteroids, which I actually don't know the difference between the two. Is the meteor the bigger one and the asteroid? No, I feel like it's reversed. The meteor is the smaller one because you have like a meteorite and that's just like a little shard of a, of a meteorite. Meteorite. Um, and then you have an asteroid. I feel like the asteroid's just the bigger of the two. Anyways, I don't know why, I don't know how this happened, but somehow on YouTube, this video of just meteorites and asteroids hitting the earth popped up and I've just been fascinated with it lately. And I, I don't know why. So I'm getting a lot of space stuff on my timeline. And, uh, I really watched a depressing video the other day. It was talking about how, um, <clears throat> how the, you know, once the sun burns out and all the suns in the universe burn out, there's just not going to be anything left over. They just played like a video of what's going to happen. Obviously, you know, humans will all be dead at that point. We won't have anything to sustain life. It'll just be a cold, dark galaxy, you know, um, so when that happens, and it won't be in our lifetime, once that happens, it, it was just showing the after effects. You know, this sun's going to burn out, that sun's going to burn out, and it's just going to be a bunch of nothing. And I was hoping for some, like, Disney-fied, you know, ending to the story of how the the universe will, like contract and expand and explode again and life will begin again and we'll all be okay we're gonna be here forever but that wasn't the case they were just like gloom and doom like once this shit burns out we're fucked everybody's fucked unless we learn how to live in super cold temperatures which i don't see happening you know there's not enough fire on the earth to make that happen right i don't know i could be wrong there could be different technologies. So my only thought is that we're going to have to like galaxy jump eventually. If we can get smart enough to jump to different galaxies before the star burns out in our galaxy, that's going to kill us all. You know, that's the only way we're going to survive. And maybe that, not to get to like conspiracy, maybe that's what aliens do. You know, extraterrestrials, people we don't understand, beings that we don't understand that are way past our technological, you know, advancements. That's what that's what they do. They jump from galaxy to galaxy to the warmest, you know, mo most life bearing galaxy. And that's how they survive. I don't know. It was really depressing. So it's it's got me down this rabbit hole on YouTube of watching all these asteroid videos and dude like they were just like measuring out they were like okay this is what will happen if this size hits earth this is what happens if this size hits earth if anything the size of Ceres I don't know if you guys have heard of this Ceres hits the earth like it's just immediate like we're dead there's no way around it there's no like I might there's nothing it's fucking over um, so that's super depressing. I don't know why I've been watching these videos. Anyways, 
So, in the near future, this is from Mashable.com. If a scary asteroid will actually strike Earth, here's how you'll know. Uh, on April 13th, 2029, which appears to be Friday the 13th, something unsettling will happen. A decent-sized asteroid, the 1,100-foot-wide Apophis, will pass so close to the Earth, it'll be visible in the sky from certain places. Crucially, the giant rock will not strike our humble planet, but it will pass closer than 20,000 miles from the surface, which is closer than where some of the United States' most prized weather satellites orbit. So this thing will be so damn close to the Earth, we'll be able to see it from the ground. We'll see it passing by. Luckily, it won't, it won't hit us. And I've always... I don't know if I have anybody who who is a scientist that listens to this podcast. Probably not. But this is my theory, like, and I think this is a common theory. It's like our ozone kind of protects us a little bit. Like, a, you know, it's like skipping a rock on water. If an asteroid comes by and it kind of glazes, grazes, excuse me, not glazes, grazes the ozone, it'll just kind of skip skip off of that and go into deeper space, you know, we'll, we'll be missed. Um, <clears throat> but it's a super scary thing because they've been talking about on all these videos I've been watching, they've been talking about, you know, what, what do we do as humans to protect ourselves? And you, you know, you've all seen the movie Armageddon. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, and you're way too late. So I don't feel bad about spoiling it for you. Uh, but basically they fly up to the, the, the asteroid, See, that's another one. What's the difference between a comet, an asteroid, and a meteor? Or are they all the same thing? Do they have to, you know, what are the parameters that make it makes one a certain, you know, a certain name and not the other? Or are they all the same? A, com a comet, a meteor, and an asteroid, they're all the same shit? I don't know. Uh, it has to do something with size, right? <clears throat> that's what she said. Anyways, um... But they, you know, they put some like precautions in place. There's all these theories of like having like a fucking giant net. And this, this hasn't been done. It's just been, you know, toyed with on like 3D imaging or whatever. You know, how they make the Pixar movies. <laughs> it's the same shit. They draw it up on a computer. In theory, this should work. So there's two like... Uh, spaceships and there there there's a net in between them you know so there's an asteroid coming to earth so they stretch out this net with these two space shuttles to pull the asteroid away from earth and you know just push it a different direction change its direction or there's the theory um of just nuking the motherfucker you know setting like 25 nukes on it to push it the other direction or just completely destroy it. It's just a wild thing to think about. Like this is something that's happened in the earth's history. You can tell from just our, you know, <clears throat> from just the geography, you know, the big dips in the earth where meteors have hit before you can tell from the moon. This is not just a random occurrence. Like, this is going to happen eventually. And it already has happened in small... Uh, what was, was it? Moscow? Like, eight years ago, where they saw the fucking meteor. It looked like it was coming at the guy directly on the road. You know? 
Um, it didn't hit the earth or anything, thank God, but, you know, um, it's, it's just a wild thing to think about. Like, this is something we're going to have to think about uh, on how to, like, redirect a meteor, how to ex uh, destroy a meteor. I almost said explode. That's not scientific, is it? Uh, how to explode a meteor <laughs> to, to get it to go a different direction. Dude, it's just wild, man. And, and like I said, this is not something that's uncommon. This is something that will happen. There's There's been little comments or little fragments of comments that have hit the earth from time to time. I think it actually did happen in Moscow. It just destroyed some kind of like factory or something. Um, <clears throat> so it's something we have to think about. It was just like brutally, um, brutally honest in the video about how when the sun burns out, all the suns burn out. It's just going to be a bunch of nothing. Cold, dark, nothing. And uh, that's kind of a sad thing. That's a sad way to end the podcast, Chris. Uh, well, that's all I've got. You know, that's what I've been into this week. So anyways, uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Episode number 177. Drink it till you podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last effing drop uh let's finish these off if you got them drink them bottoms up cheers everybody all right and i will talk to you guys next week be safe out there bye